Thank you, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Arrow Panel episode Sweet 16. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Buzzard, a.k.a. James McGarren. I'm Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. I'm Dalton Runberg, a.k.a. Blue Chows. And Jeff Loy, Funga. It's not even December yet. It's not December yet, but it's... Uh, in- Cri- Christmas came early. Christmas came early for DDR players. Santa Claus dropped a little goodie uh, for all us <laughs> good DDR players. Plus, I don't know if you guys know, but Japanese people are absolutely mental about Christmas. So anything to do to celebrate Christmas and KFC and just bringing the whole family together. <laughs> no, he said KFC, not KAC. Oh, I meant KFC. No, right, right, right. But like that is an people may not know that uh, on Christmas Day in Japan you go to KFC. Like <laughs> KFC did this brilliant marketing campaign in the nineties. Konami they fried just, chicken. Right? Yes. Well, they basically just <laughs> united uh, the ideas of Christmas and KFC and fried Which is chicken. Amazing. It's great. It's consumerism at its finest. <laughs> and I'm all about uh, weird consumerist futures. And we're not joking here. This no, is actually... like, the catering is like, you can't, like, if you don't do it months in advance, you don't get fried chicken. And then there's lines out the door on the day of. It's, it's nuts. Anyway, so I just wanted to, like, if it's in case amazing. people were like, like, he said KFC when he met KAC, like, no. No, I'm talking KFC. Yeah. <laughs> so go down to your local KFC on uh, Christmas Day, and they'll probably be closed, because you live in America, not Japan. <laughs> hey, we have we may have international listeners. We may. That's true, yeah. If you're a Japanese listener, you should tell us. It'd be interesting to know that. Um, yeah, so uh, that's... We just came back from break. We took a break last week, because it was Thanksgiving. Did anybody play DDR last week? I played in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I went to Hawaii for the Thanksgiving week and got to meet up with a bunch of the Hawaii players. And everyone there was really nice. Got to meet up with Amin and Dr. Neil. And everybody was, like I said, they're really nice people. And seems like there's some good scores on their machine. I, I was glad to be able to take a few of those. <laughs> and, yeah, it seems like one of those things that I always heard about growing up with DDR and like when I first started playing Hawaii was mentioned all the time as, as having a thriving community because oh. they're so close to Asia and that was the the site or the the setting for the webcomic the 10k commotion back in the day it was like a webcomic about a fictional DDR tournament that was had a $10,000 prize and it was, it was really I've never cool. even heard of this. Yeah, oh. you should check it out. If, oh, if anyone is listening and hasn't seen it, just search search 10k like the number ten K commotion. We'll tweet about it from the SF Vault if we remember. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool comic. Sweet, that's cool. So, did you meet any Japanese players there? Or is it all no American Japanese players? players? Although I did see a bunch of people tweeting in Japanese about going to Dave and Buster's to play. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, lots of like, Japanese people there for vacation. Yeah. Not very many Americans there on vacation. So I heard a lot of people talking about Japanese stuff. So <laughs> that's nice. The worlds collide. It's there like, is a Lawson and a Kokoichi. Yeah, that's oh, like I know. Uh, that, this is like sounds like heaven. This is the perfect DDR vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly the only reason you win. Right. Basically, you're halfway to Japan and uh, you get to play DDR bunch. And then eat cocoa later. And eat cocoa later. And yeah. before. And yeah. all the time. So I heard that like Hawaiian people in general, the culture is that people move slow and they're much more deliberate and friendly. Do you find that people play DDR like that too? Are they playing at one X? <laughs> Well, the I saw people who were playing, and they were playing pretty much like we do. So you know, speed mods out the out the wazoo, and, <laughs> you know, foot speed. So <laughs> maybe the general population is on a, on a more chill level than the DDR players who are that's, hopped up on energy drinks. Yeah, and, I think that's just always true. Yeah, <laughs> you get lots of cool energy drinks at Lawson. 
Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It's crazy. The the having the Japanese kombini where you 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 see like all the like Picari sweat and Calpico and then right next to it's like Monster Ultra Zero. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, it sounds like that, a dream. That's the dream. Uh, Although I like the. Uh, uh, in Japan, they have those little tiny energy drinks, the yeah. oronamine and the vitamin, they're like vitamin shots. Where it's like impossible to know what's inside them and you just have to... Yeah, and it like... tastes like very concentrated, yeah. concentrated energy. It's like a battery. It's like <laughs> I may battery. die, but it'll be worth it. Yeah. You get a couple good scores, it's all worth it. <laughs> yeah. Bury me with my MFCs, please. <laughs> All right. So in other news, um, there's a uh, there's a software update uh, last week, right, or this week? This today. Was today. Today. Yeah. Today. So yeah, there's a couple of minor um, UI updates, I guess. So now you can see uh, people's e amusement names inside of the gameplay screen and the results screen. It's really is, convenient. That's very good for videos. Um, I think that they they kind of did the same thing like they when they added the difficulty. Um, yeah thing uh, above the score is like because people a lot of people are taking videos and stuff um and it's nice to know like you know just to put a, a stamp on it yeah they, they kind of combined it because it used to have like expert and then the difficulty were like sort of separate graphic things Didn't it and say like expert and then level 15 fi- yeah, yeah now it just says like expert 15 expert 15, oh, okay. 15 and then where the level 15 was before whatever it now it has your name there oh i see yeah. uh, so it doesn't actually really take up any more space hmm. than the, the last update. A few more pixels, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I think that's like, it's great to just sort of like, you like, I like getting to the arcade and like peeking, like, like seeing like, oh, who is that? Yeah. Like, do I know that name? Does mm-hmm. that name have some machine records? Yeah. And it's kind of like, you don't want to be hovering while they're yeah. like logging and they're typing in their pen and you're just like trying to peek their, their name before. Yeah. Uh, and, and then even, the even with the score, like taking a picture of a score, like. Yeah, the, that's less, really nice. Like, oh, yeah. And you can see, you know. Unless who, you're looking at the high score. Yeah, for tournaments and stuff, you can see who's on either even side. Just post oh, wait, I didn't and even think about that. Tournament. B Man yeah. said, oh, yeah, it's probably for KC, the videos during streaming, right. so people can see who's playing. And it's like, oh, of course. Of course. I, I didn't even like add two and two together. That's uh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. really really it's great. Really good for that. Also, yeah, I was just thinking like the other time you would only see it is if they're going through the song selection and you can, but it's like jumping around a lot, so it's kind of hard to see. Yeah, yeah. So this I is mean, be much so now you could put people on blast when you post pictures of your score and their less good scores next. Oh, uh, that's to it. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about that. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> put on blast. I play with these guys. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a nice, uh, nice update. Um, what else was there? Anything well, else? and we mentioned it at the top of the show, but thank you, Merry Christmas is back. Thank you, Merry Christmas is back. And there's another new song. Well, we should explain about thank you, Merry oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, actually, not not everybody may know. You yeah. have a personal story because you said that you weren't able to uh, PFC that last time you were in Japan. Right. MFC. No, 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 no. So my story was that. Roger was going to Japan mm-hmm. on, in like December of 2014, 2015. I think it was last year. No, uh, no, no, no. Because no. I was I was feeling very jealous because I saw that like there's a new song called "Thank You, Merry Christmas" coming out in DDR 2014, mm. and it's only available for like two weeks, like right around Christmas. And I just wasn't going to Japan, and it was going to be gone. And I was like, dude, like I'm never going to be able to PFC that. And it's just like my my inner. It's like the beautiful life on Supernova all over again. Like just <laughs> yeah. having everything PFC'd except one thing. It's no, like right. my nightmare scenario. And then uh, the next year, they sort of like they they brought it back, and that sort of has set the trend that every year around Christmas time they bring back thank thank you Merry Christmas. Mm. And so I'm now fine. I uh, last year I MFC'd it on Expert and PFC'd it on Double. So I'm not good enough to MFC it on Double. I mean. 
You are. But. No, I'm not. I'm my MA really takes a hit on double. It's also a very fucked up chart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's not it doesn't seem like they were really serious about it. It's just kind of like it's, well, there's a lot it's of red and green. green. Well, that's the that's the best part is that oh. it's, it's it's a 220 BPM song like sw- in swing rhythm. So all yeah. the, if you play it on note, they're all red and green. Oh, arrows. I didn't think about that. It's I, so good. I mean, I don't know if they coincidence. I think. No, I, no way. Well, no okay, way. wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> the thing that might make a coincidence is that it's in every other music game. Like uh, it, well, yeah. also like, you have to be playing note because if you're playing, everybody right. plays on note. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I want to believe it's like the Christmas. It's like the Santa Claus. Like I just want to believe that it's true. I want to believe it. So if you're good for Christmas, uh, Soda Fujimori and <laughs> DJ Yoshitaka are gonna drop little little samples in uh, in your stocking. So that's a good. Thing. Anyway, we don't know when it's gonna get taken away. They actually didn't even announce that it was like going to return to mm-hmm. music games. Yeah, I was just at the arcade and I played the other new song, but I didn't even know Thank You Merry Christmas was back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll probably disappear on New Year's. Yeah, some they usually do it for like 3 weeks. It's been like a weird cadence every year that hasn't been consistent. It's been 2 weeks or 3 weeks or 4 weeks. So maybe they're just starting it early to make sure that everyone has the chance to play it. Um so get in uh your games with Thank You Merry Christmas before it goes away. And if you're watching this or listening to this uh, after it goes away, well, snooze, you lose. Yeah. Wait you for was, next. You blew it. it. <laughs> you blew it. Yeah. So what was the other song? It's a Japanese song, right? Yeah, it's called Be a Hero. And you are you can only access the song if you register for the KAC tournament. Oh. Which, so. da-da-da-da-da, KAC registration and announcement and everything just happened. That's the big news. That's yeah. the big news. Um. So last night, uh, like three in the morning, there was uh, the Banama Hoso, which is like the um, the Konami stream live stream where they like give announcements and it's the Japanese stuff. version of us. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> except maybe. they're official. Except they're official, <laughs> and, and they talk about all rhythm games. Yes, um, but for like five minutes each or something. Um, so they the last night was like a the KAC reveal thing, the seventh KAC, which is in 2018, um, February 9th and 10th. Um, and basically, uh, they gave the rules for all the different games. The one we're going to be talking about is DDR, because this is mostly a dance game podcast thing. And, uh, should we go over the rules of what, uh, yeah, well, how it works? Just, just in case anybody doesn't know, you want to talk about KAC? Oh, again? sure, yeah, yeah. So, refresher. uh, KAC is the Konami Arcade Championship. It's a yearly competition across tons of music games that Konami, and actually more than that, they do Mahjong Fight Club and other things. But basically, it's like, Konami's like yearly tournament, a series, um, it's pretty quick. Um, it's not <laughs> my favorite tournament that I've ever been to, but it's uh, it's it's wonderful. And uh, so yeah, it's a big show. It happens at the uh, uh, Japanese Arcade Entertainment Expo in Japan. Yep, Tokyo, Japan. And uh, you went last year. I did. And uh, and also Chris and, and Roger Kaze five seven three and Roger well, and Paul. I, you know, I was just there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can just go. You don't have to yeah, qualify. And, and if you're if you're listening, go. Yeah, I yes. I literally just applied for my passport. I've never been out of the U.S. So it's but, gonna it's actually gonna be lit. Yes, everybody. There, there's gonna, gonna be, gonna be a lot of people going. There's uh there's two other spectators in this room. My brother and uh, Eric Blumenfeld, and we are all going. And it's gonna be so great. We're gonna you can meet us up at uh, Coco Ichibanya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so 
we're gonna take over each Kokoichi Vanya that we go to. It's just gonna be 30 gaijins just walking, storming in and be like, can I get the chicken katsu curry, please? Actually, Yonhyaku. You know what might be it's fun? A it would be fun, actually, uh, to do, like, an SF Evolved meetup, and I would love to do it at the, uh, the Kawasaki warehouse. We can, I think we that's... We can even do the podcast from Japan. I oh, can't recall. Oh, my goodness. Shit. The possibilities are endless, and yeah. we're absolutely doing that. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I guess there's uh, also... The other arcade, uh, Tokyo Leisureland too. No, that gets. I think. I That's, think Kawasaki like Warehouse is just decibels in there. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's also Kawasaki Warehouse is such a good experience that I yeah. think like we should totally do that. Okay. Also kind of famous because that's where the first sixteen MFC had. Really? Yeah. Is that so? Do you know who, who was that again that did that? I don't know, Roger. Look, do you know? Just look hmm. it up on YouTube. I I have to see. Nageki no Ki MFC. Look, look it up. <laughs> anyway, it, that was at the Kawasaki Warehouse, and I think it's a great excuse to to force everybody to take the train ride to Kawasaki and see this really awesome arcade, yeah. which is one of my favorite places on Earth. It's yeah. me too. So. But the, the tournament itself is sort of more of an exhibition rather than like a tournament. Yeah, it's definitely not a serious tournament. It's not long, as you said. Uh, they basically the, have to run like... 12 tournaments in a day. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. days, but like f- streaming from like 3 o'clock to 4.30 or something. <laughs> and it's really annoying, but... They they do have a lot of production value on it. It was a lot of it was a blast to have a huge crowd behind me while I was playing DDR last year. It was yeah. crazy. So we should talk about entering into it because uh, that part is fun too. Because there's kind of like a global scoreboard for everybody that's competing for the finals, um, and that's something that everybody can compete with. And yeah, it's, it's a fun way to see how you rank up um, with others. Um, it's a little bit cumbersome to register and everything mm-hmm. because um, the site's all in Japanese. Yeah. You have to register um, if you do want to qualify, and everyone should. Every, if you're listening, you should just play the songs. It's it's going to be a good time. Um, you do have to have a U.S. account. A lot of people have made Japanese accounts because Japanese accounts are how you get Pacelli features, like turning on fast and slow. So um, there's a little bit of legwork to transfer your card and all your data over to a U.S. region so that you show up in the right spot. But rest assured, you keep all of your... Uh, scores and lamps and Pacelli features. Pacelli features themselves um so i think what we're gonna do um on the sf evolved youtube channel we're gonna do a little bit of like a tutorial screencast type thing we're gonna walk you through the process i'm gonna have to do it i'm i have a japanese account again so i'm gonna have to transfer to us and then eventually when ksc is over i'm gonna switch it back so we can basically walk through the process um and show you guys how it's done so uh you can compete and uh and share your scores and everything so yeah we'll try to do that soonish. Um, just because I, I guess it's going to happen soon. Yeah. So, so qualifying so, has basically started already. Yeah, basically. yeah, basically. Yeah. So basically what happens is after you, you register, there's a special folder that shows up um, when you go to play uh, that contains the three songs of set A. So last year they actually released two sets of songs. There were set A and set B. Um, right now they've only released set A and then set B will be released a little bit later, yeah. it seems. Um the qualifying period for both ends January 9th. Uh, that's Japan time, though, so... Might be the 8th. The 8th here. Yeah. Well, it, it was weird. It, like, it ended... I don't know. Last year, it ended at, like, a weird time in Japan, and it ended up being, like, past midnight. Like, it ended in the... Like, so we did have all of that day. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Yeah. We'll have to, um... Come up, like, do the conversion. Yeah, time it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, just do your qualifying way before the ninth. That yeah, way, you know? so but you have to play those three songs all in one set, um, and it takes your cumulative EX score, um, which 
I don't know if we've explained before, but it's different than normal scoring. Doesn't quite punish you for misses and stuff um, as much. And you can see your EX score in the uh, score or the results screen. It's underneath all of the perfect great. Well, now actually for for KAC, if you are in that folder, I think it shows up. It takes the place. Oh, it does. It's just like if if you play an event mode. Turn it on EX score. Yeah. Turn the machine on EX score. Exactly. So it's kind of nice. And then, yeah, so it's going to sum up the, the scores. And then if that score that you got was better than what the server says, then it just replaces it. So you can do it as many times as you want. You can play the songs on any difficulty you want, so you don't have to be able to pass 18s to to qualify. Um, well, you may not qualify for the World Championship, but <laughs> you can definitely get your name on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, songs with more EX, or like charts in within a song that have more EX score, which tends to be higher difficulty songs will be worth more points because of this cumulative VX system. Yeah. So the songs this year are... Well, should, should we first talk about the um, like the format for how that works? Yeah, let's talk about the format first. Sure. And then we'll talk about how to qualify. Because this... Actually, you know what? Yeah, songs. We're, we're already talking about songs. I guess songs. we're already talking about Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I think the, the format is what's going to yeah, take a lot that, of our that, discussion. That, you're that's, right, you're right. that's the main chunk of the discussion. Yeah. Okay, so what are the songs, Dalton? Uh, What's the first song? Possession. Okay. Which, pretty, pretty well known. It's a staple song. Yeah, so but I think everybody just plays the 17, uh, the expert 17, not the challenge That's 18. Yeah. Um, but if you want more EX, I mean, I guess it depends on your skill level. Yeah, but what, the, the, what do you think the EX difference would be if it, I... It's, a, it's 135 total? It's uh, or is it more 165, something like that? Different, 175? Difference. So, I mean, okay. it really depends on your skill level. Like, if you're... So if I'm, like, really bad at the 18, but okay at the 17, should I play the 17 or should well, I play well, the 18? Well, so you, you should probably, probably play the 18. So the, the problem, like, the way someone phrased it, it's kind of, like, weird until you think about... Like, you should almost certainly play the 18 if you can, because mm-hmm. the way you think about it, if you get, like, 100 perfects and, like, 20 greats and a couple misses or something, mm-hmm. or, like, many misses, that is still better than MFCing... The expert chart. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which is like, when you put it that way, it's like, holy shit. Like, that's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, um, cause like every, every note that doesn't exist in the expert chart is like you getting a miss in the expert uh, chart, okay. which is just like really punishing. So yeah, it's, it's even really... if you mash through the, the runs, like, unless you like get so tired that you can only get greats and misses, yeah, then you should and play you, the challenge. You like can't, if you can't pass the 18, like the 17, yeah. yeah, this really underscores the difference between regular score and EX score. Yeah. So, uh, what's the other two songs? The well, so we'll get to the the second song last, but the, uh, the they're in any order. You yeah, you can play them in any order. Yeah. But uh, Rising Firehawk, yeah. which is mm. uh, interesting because it was a an extra exclusive. Yeah. Um, and yeah. recently had a challenge seventeen chart added. We all think is actually the easiest seventeen. Well, well I one, think one of them. I, I think it was I don't know it's it's Tricky. on the lower end definitely um, but the the new song that was just introduced for this purpose be a hero uh, is also in the qualifier set and I think that's actually now the easiest seventeen oh really I, I just played it at Dave and Buster's I played it twice first time I feel like I, I white comboed it for like maybe two hundred steps or so and like first time playing a song maybe that shouldn't happen if it's a seventeen. <laughs> But um, second time I played it, I got like four greats, full combo, and I feel like it, it really just didn't take it, take much out of me to do it. So I think it's probably going to be an auto PFC for people who are like really high, like people on Jeff's level and, and stuff like that. But I think it's nice that there's a song 
at that level for people who aren't super good at 17s mm-hmm. to like kind of get into the 17 range. And also last year there were like for instance there was Astro Gazer in the qualifier set and that was pretty easy. So it, it allowed people to kind of like kind of like get in there and show off even if they weren't hella good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this song is like it's harder than Astro Gazer was, but it's still on that same yeah. sort of It's like, like it's 190 BPM just has <clears throat> Six, it's not even like technical really like there's no there's not there's like two crossovers maybe yeah, but there's not, I don't think there's any crossover there, 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 there are a few are. that you don't have to oh, actually yeah, cross over yeah, yeah they're not like 16th note crossovers yeah. or anything but um and there's some jumps it's just really long there's a lot of steps but it's not like actually that hard it looks like yeah I, I, w- I was saying earlier I think that the hallmark of 17s to me is that at some point in the song near the end you start thinking isn't this over yet? And that happened to me while I was playing. I was like, man, like it's like I'm like 75 percent of the way through, and I'm like, I, I, they're just it just keeps going. That's how you know it's 17. Yeah, yeah that, that's how I feel about Rising Firehawk. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah. same and, way. Yeah, couple others. Yeah, so should be an interesting set. What do you what do you think as a potential top ranker, Jeff? Uh, I think the spread is going to be less apparent this year what was in so group a last year had may in it and group b last year had delta max in it and both of those songs i think like astrogazer whatever like you know you're you can be pretty consistent in astrogazer before the challenge was out so I'm talking just the expert um like even dopamine like for good players it's like hard to mess that up um but delta max and may for me at least, are both, like, just shrug emoji, like, whatever is going to happen. Like, I may get five... I got five perfects on Delta Max. And I, like, sometimes I get 40 on Delta Max. Like, and may, sometimes I can combo the crossovers, and sometimes I get six misses. I had a score. I got ten perfects, one good, and five (laughs) misses. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, this song is so hard. So do you think Possession will kind of be like that, that that it has a couple really hard parts in it. So yeah. That, that, out that of pe- this set. That, yeah, well, yeah, so that people... Because last year, like, Chris basically came up with a, a technique for doing May where he would, like, intentionally get a miss, but would it would save him a couple perfects, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to increase his, you know, optimize the best EX score. Yeah. So I wonder if people will sort of develop a strategy similar to that for um, Possession Challenge. I don't think that... People are uh, bad enough at possession challenge for that to be necessary. May is so unique in that it's the it's the fastest song to have what we call Scoobies, the the really fast uh, sideways crossover sideways things. crossovers basically. So, um, like techniques like that, like for Chris especially, um, like he's he's not good at those. Um, I'm not particularly good at them either, and. Like you, so basically, what I'm, I guess, what I'm getting at is there, are, there were components of certain songs in the last couple sets, in the last two sets of KSC, that were very hard for top players, and this set overall looks easy for top players. More consistent, at like, least. and and definitely more consistent. Yeah, like possession, you might get it. Like I, I can play possession challenge. I may get in the teens of um Perfect. of perfects, and maybe like I usually get like a great and a miss. Because I'm bad. Um, but, like, in Rising Firehawk, like, maybe I'll miss 
a step jump in one of my maybe. runs, maybe, but it's pretty slow. And Be a Hero, I haven't played it yet, but it looks not that bad. Um, so it just feels like that will be more par for the course of like, you know, possession. Like maybe I'll PFC it, maybe I'll get a greater good or a miss or something, but I'm overall okay. Um, whereas like it felt like I really, like I started my sets with Delta Max and, um, and May. Because if I didn't have a good run of those songs, then I wasn't even going to bother playing the other two because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to be my best. Hmm. So, does it, this mean that like the top ranking players are going to be playing those songs a lot more this time or I, less? Well, I think it's going to be. Well, I, I honestly, it's kind of hard to predict. So this is kind of like tying into the to how the format works, which I guess I'll I'll briefly mention now that like Chris is already invited as the previous world champion. Uh, he automatically gets an invite, so he doesn't even have to qualify. Um, and last year, what happened was there was a second seed from North America that I took. There was also a wild card seed that could have gone to any region. Um, it was just for the highest third place seed. And that went to Hudson, Kaze 573. And so there were three Americans representing the U.S. at KSC last year. This year, they're basically taking one, they're, they're taking one player from the U.S., from Asia... And from Korea, so those three separate regions, and then there's like up to fourteen Japanese players that get to be a part of KSC as well. How is that? How does that work? Because I, I heard people saying fourteen when I first woke up this morning, and that seemed really weird to me. And then later on in the day, people said two to four. So well, and I don't know like where this the, number comes from. Like the area, like yeah, the regions. So here's here's how it works. So this is coming right off the Banama stream from last night. So the first round is like a qualifying period, right? They're taking, of the, of the qualifying players, they're taking seven from Eastern Tokyo. They're taking, or sorry, Eastern Japan. Seven from Western Japan. Uh, one from Asia. One from Korea. And one from the US. Then, of those, the, the people that are, uh, the Asia, Korea, and US uh, single participants automatically go to the final round. Like, the, the, the Egoism 440 Challenge round. Like, that. The final <laughs> round. The uh, seven players from uh, Eastern Japan and Western Japan will have their own, like, semi-final round at KAC it's, to qualify one or... It says one or two people. I don't know how they're going to determine that. Yeah. But one or two people from each of those groups will go on to the very, very finals. Is it well. confirmed that that's actually going to take place at K at KC. It it says like Kesho Roundo, and that's Oh no, I guess C- not. Because some people were like speculating that it might take place like you know, a week before or something. Yeah, it could, yeah. Actually, yeah, so it says like uh the final round, and there's like a big pink box that encup that encompasses the Japanese players, like duking it the seven in each group, duking it out for one or two, and then every arrow points to another box, which is inside the pink box, that says Kesho Taikai, like the the final tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of unclear. Yeah. What like because the 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 final tournament box is inside the final round box, so maybe that means that it's all happening at KAC. But yeah, it's well, confusing. At, at the very it, yeah, if it happens before or during, at the very least, I guess they're going to be having their own time. 
It's the, the they might they might stream it beforehand or something. I th- yeah. it's got to be for KSC. They're just gonna bring everyone there. I think sure and coordinate it because I think they want that publicity. This is one of the reasons I think they're doing the format this way. Yeah. So they want to hype it up for Japanese players. Yeah. Ba- basically, uh, when this news came out this morning, um, a lot of people in the U.S. particularly were quite upset about it because it basically yeah. just leaves one spot. We thought the opposite was going to happen. Yeah. We, we thought more we regions were going to have more representation at KSC. Yeah. But, but instead, the opposite. happened. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So um, some people have speculated that they're kind of salty that America won last year <laughs> and now they're trying to, you know, get more they, they ja- see, ja- Japanese, you know, representation themselves there. secretly has been training a, a Japanese person <laughs> to be as good as Chris. <laughs> they sit him in front of the TV and make make them watch Chris's videos. Do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, my my take on this is that it's um they're noticing that DDR is uh, declining in popularity in Japan. I think that's like pretty known regardless. There's a lot of past players who have since fallen out of play. I don't think they have enough new players that are interested in the game competing with stuff like Chunatham and Mai Mai, which is like where music gamers, like if you're a new music gamer, that's the game that you play now. So I think it's an interesting move to say, okay, like we're going to take 14 Japanese players, like you get to be at KAC. And I think that will actually, because there's so many spots, uh, and it's sort of split into like the Eastern and Western thing, which maybe that's a cool narrative. Um, they're going to like encourage these players who may not have otherwise like come out and play. It's like, oh, I'm not going to get the top, like one of two spots in Japan. I, instead, if you maybe are one of 14, like you get a cool trip to KC, you get to play on the world stage. That's pretty cool. So I think they're trying to garner interest that way. They know that Americans are interested. And frankly, I think with this like power move, they know that, um, like, they, they couldn't actually have any more spots without it taking up too much time. Hmm. So I think they're really um, doubling down on, like, let's try to see what we can do to make Japan really interested in this again. It, it just seems like it wouldn't have that much of a lasting effect. Like, it'll get Japanese people to play a little bit more around this time, but then after that, like, nobody's going to care again. Well, it, it's you, possible. You know, we don't know that. Because, like, what happened last year with us and Ace, I feel like... KSC was really good for us. It made it made everyone motivated to play, and, like, and the game was still like relatively new for that's us. That's true. Though. But would would it would people have been as hype as they were had we not had KSC? I think it, the lasting impression is this is a competitive game. Like that period. It doesn't matter that there is a competition at the beginning of the year that everybody watches. But it's like it's just that everybody has the impression it's like this can be competitive. And, like, everybody remembers how they competed, too. Yeah. And people remember EX score. They remember the qualifiers that they played. Yeah. And... I, I just... I think this is an interesting move. I think it's... I think Americans are rightfully upset. Like, this isn't... I'm, I'm hopeful that Konami can, you know, reinvigorate interest in Japan. Like, that's that's on them, though. But like, you know, taking it a little doing, bit away from doing us. Doing it at expense of the yeah. U.S., basically, which, like... And they've made the investment here, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to see that be taken away from last year where we had... I mean, essentially, we have as much potential representation. Uh, aside from the wild card, like, there were two slots last year guaranteed for U.S. There's two slots guaranteed for the U.S. But, like, yeah. it's just weird that, like, it's, it's... Chris is automatically taking one of those spots. Yeah. And so it just, and without the wild card, like the wild card was really the competitive thing for people last mm-hmm. year. Um, at least in America. At, at least, yeah, between Paul and, and uh, Hudson. Um, and that's just like, I don't think it, it's going to 
be as hype this year. Like, I it it may. What I was kind of getting at with which led us to this conversation was that um, I don't know who will be on top. Like, I think because it's so contentious for one spot now, it may be the case that people really turn up for this because like it is pretty much do or die, and there's no like question marks about like who gets the wild card and whatever like it's just like you better have the best score in america or you're not going Mm -hmm. and there's only so the way the way the qualifying works right now they're like they're starting the qualifiers for group a and that's going to continue it looks like all the way to the 9th of january they're starting group b on like the 22nd of december so we're you know three-ish weeks out from that three and a half so uh basically that will, like, we don't actually know what those songs are yet. That hasn't been determined. So, depending on what those songs are, that could change everything. Yeah. It could just yeah. be that, like, now it's like, this is the easy set, and now we're going to have the crossover set. This certainly seems like it's the easy set. Yeah. I mean, like, I Not think... Not that anyone... It, 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 it's, I think for for top-tier people, it's the, the easy set, but for sort of more mid-range players, like Roger and myself and James... It's going to push us like, to work harder. It, I feel like it's pretty stamina-intensive. Totally. Like between possession and yeah, uh, yeah. and I've played possession challenge maybe twice. Yeah, me too. Like and Rising Firehawk are both like pretty stamina intensive songs, and then the new one's pretty long, has a lot of steps. Yeah, Um, Yeah, so they're they're pushing us, which is interesting, I think. Yeah, both both sets last year had technical elements, uh, very technical elements, as Mm -hmm. Jeff was saying. This set seems more sort of straightforward, like pushing for that. The, the egoism 440 kind of and thing. And I think what, what Jeff was saying about how, you know, people might show up for this. They might, like, you know, really go hard. Um, with this particular set, I think, enables that to a degree that maybe a set with May is not going to do. Because, exactly. you know, you have people... Like, if you take a look at Be a Hero and Rising Firehawk, they're both pretty easy songs and... I mean, I'm I'm confident that I'm going to PFC them with pretty good scores by the end of the qualifier period. But like people like Jeff and Paul, for instance, like yeah, do you think it's, we'll... it's going to be it's going to be like single digit perfects yeah. on those songs, guaranteed. Yeah. And then on possession on possession, that's going to be where where people show up. And I've seen Jeff get like he was just talking about it's like teens. And Paul's really good at that song. Paul has know? a PFC, and I actually have, don't have a PFC so, yet. Yeah. And Hud- like Hudson has it, too. It is interesting. Like... I, Chris was also speculating. This is complete speculation. Like, maybe maybe they would, like, lock in the the scores that people get on Group A before starting Group B or yeah. something like that. I don't think... Based on the, the Banama thing, they had, like, a schedule thing, and it was, like, Group A, like, was the full width of the, uh. of the present of the slide, and then, like, Group B started halfway through. So I don't think... I, I think they would have split it. Yeah, either way, though. I think this this but set's very interesting for that reason. It, it could be the case. Like, you can imagine the hype around, like, uh, you know, it's pretty straightforward. So me and Paul and maybe Little Matt, if he tries to play, because I know he has a machine that's closer to him now. Um, you know, like, a couple um, players are, like, pretty close to each other. It's like, okay, I'm... now go for the really gimmicky stuff. And then, like, mm. now it's less of, like, a oh, I can't catch up at all. Like, if you're already near the top, like, getting a new set halfway through might be like, okay, I can do this. And if you have, like, scores that are really close because the set was designed that way, then it could be, like, really, actually really hype. I'm not saying that it's good that only one... I think yeah. the, the easily the strongest region in the world for dance games gets two slots, one of which was locked in already, 
for the international tournament, and I'm kind of using air quotes here. Um, it I think actually that's, is this time. Yeah. I think it's actually a little BS, but whatever. I mean, like, I just, I think about tournaments like League of Legends, where, like, if you do, like, if you're a major region, you get, like, two or three spots guaranteed at, at the World Finals. And if you're, like, a wildcard region, then you get one slot and you have to start in the group stages. And, like, it is a, like, huge task to try to beat, like, get through the group stage, or, like, get through the, the play-in stage, then the group stage, and then get to the knockout stage. Like, because you sort of take the proportionality of, like, how good the skill is in a given region, and you align that with what would what would be the most hype? Like, would you want to see... Do you want to see the best players on stage? Or do you want to see, like, one group of players representing the best and, like, 30 groups representing <laughs> people who have just started playing or something? Like, Chris made some comment about, like, this is going to be really embarrassing for Japanese players because they're going to get, in his words, taken to the slaughterhouse. Like... <laughs> They're basically being lined up to be destroyed <laughs> by people in the finals. And that's not wrong. Yeah, it, it certainly seems a little strange. And I, I wonder if I wonder if they th- if the Japanese players are thinking about that. I'm assuming they are. Maybe it's, maybe it's just like, hey, free trip to Tokyo if they live far away or something and they're just excited I to... Mean, do you think Konami's like actually aware of the, the skill gap? Like, I think like as are. much as we are, like, I think do you think are. that they're in that like that in tune that they realize that there's such a skill gap between? I can't imagine they're they're not aware based on if you just look at the world records for like hard stuff. Yeah, like someone did the math and was like, there is at least a long time ago, and this is not true anymore. But like, there was I think one Japanese player that had a world record on anything 15 plus for like a little while, like. It was like, like the guy went folder by folder and he was like, number of Japanese players that have a world record, zero, zero. Like, I think like uh, Kotetsu had the world record on NGO expert, which is a yeah. 15 for and then a while. Fafems has possession challenge, right? Fafems has a couple. Yeah. But everything else was either me or Chris. Yeah. And it's like, that shows like, I feel like if you just look at the game for two seconds and maybe that's asking too much of Konami, <laughs> but I, I think they're aware and they don't care. That would be, or like they have other goals in mind. Yeah. Which... I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to play out with this. Like, even if you are like okay in Japan, I want to give context, right? The top ten last year for KAC was, and tenth, the tenth spot got an invite to KAC was seven Americans, uh, two Japanese, or what was it? What was five Americans, two Japanese, two Korean, one Taiwanese, or something? I, I should look at the graphic again, but basically it was, like, this complete dominance of, like, American yeah, players. Yeah, I, I think, like, six of the top nine were U.S. Yeah, and so if you think about that, like, someone, you know, basically qualified for KAC with a lower score than a couple Americans mm-hmm. who didn't get invites. That is kind of messed up, and it shows, like, that disparity shows on the world stage. Yeah. Well, and like I said earlier, I think... Like, we see it as, like, this, this t- like, tournament in the sense that we look at tournaments. Like, you mentioned League of Legends. Like, that's a that's a big tournament. Like, and, or, you know, even the local tournaments, you know, the national local tournaments that we've had here, especially within the Groove and stuff. Like, but, like I said, it it's an exhibition, basically. Yeah. And maybe it's not a good look for Konami to have a bunch of Americans at their, like, yeah, Japanese I, I, arcade I think entertainment that's... expo. Like, it, it, somebody mentioned, I think, in our Discord channel, like, 
the question that was posed to you oh, yeah. that cool. basically like it it's a business decision like it's not about like pleasing americans like which sucks for us but like i mean i think yeah part, i mean part, also part, we're part, fixated part, on ddr yeah and like part of that like is true like at the end of the day konami's a business like and if they think that having a bunch of japanese players represented at their convention tournament exhibition thing like if they think that's going to make them more money, like that's what they're going to do. That's going back to what right. Jeff was saying earlier. But that's not here nor there. Like I think the well, my biggest issue with KAC is like much less on the Konami side, and it's much more about how it's positioned in everyone's minds, especially stateside, which is that it matters. Well, that, that's what I'm saying lot. is that we think of it as like the end all be all of tournaments, which is not. It, Let me which clarify that exactly. Like, and I think that's the mistake that people make. Like, yeah. is that people see it as a tournament. But it's really not. It's an exhibition in the format of a tournament. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but, like, it's hard to convince other people of that fact. Like, uh, you know, especially in my position where it just sounds like I'm being salty if I because I didn't win. But it's, it turns out it's really hard to win in the final round uh, with playing 18s and 19s with no warm-up and not getting to pick a song. Yeah. So Well, on the positive side, <laughs> it does get everybody very excited about DDR. Yeah. And which is good. us talking about this tonight, I feel a lot better about getting hyped for the tournament than I did this morning when Me I heard too. the news. Yeah. So. I mean, I think everybody needs to just, like, put the, like, qualifying and, like, trip to Japan thing, like, like the number one spot, like, put that out of your mind unless you're, like, in that top, like, three or four. Like, I saw people that like not gonna qualify anyway that they're like oh now i'm discouraged i'm like sorry but like i mean you weren't gonna go to japan anyway like well it's, e- it's even for not, me i like the I, spirit of the it, of tournaments exactly i mean but like even last year like i knew i wasn't gonna qualify but like i looked at the, i kept looking at the leaderboard and i was like oh i'm only like 20 ex score behind this person from japan don't know who it's, they are but like I, I think i think the qualifying period is like People shouldn't get discouraged just because they're not going to win. It's not that. People aren't discouraged. From what I'm reading, people aren't discouraged because they're not going to win. It's that the people that they want to support aren't going to... They have no chance. Because, like, it looks like... Like, if I could make a, like, presumption, I think either I or Paul probably will qualify for KSC. And if you are... If there were more slots given to Americans, then... Like, like Spencer the, or... Someone like or Spencer Hudson. or... I mean... Like, who knows? Like, Steven, Sappy, like, other these players who could turn up, right? Like, I was actually talking to Steven. I was like, if there's the wild card spot, like, you could probably get it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you grunt, he's been playing, some, like, tons of hard stuff. I'm now disappointed for him. Yeah, there's lots of people out there, like Luke Swagman. Yeah, like, Luke is another good yeah. example. Like, certain, I think it's it's a little bit discouraging, not because people are like, oh, I can't enter or I can't qualify, but more that, like, you know, the one of the fun things about KAC last year was getting in a room and supporting your friends that were there that's that got true. to go yeah. and I, if it's like, just going to be Chris and Jeff go to Japan again like and if it's not going to get any better where they're, we're going to get more spots in the future like that's going to get old after a little while yeah. and like people are going to get discouraged because they literally have no chance and I think that's just that's the frustrating part for me coming from a very strong region you know yeah. in the spirit of thank you Merry Christmas I think that Japanese people love surprises so you never know what can happen I don't know what that means. <laughs> Are you saying that Konami is going to like change the rules? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll say we're actually going to take a wild card again. And, you well, know, maybe. it could be a surprise. You never. Know. Yeah, anything could happen. Um, and also, like, I I really hope that the Japanese players kind of step it up. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of surprises, there could very well be a dark horse, whether it's in America or Japan. 
Yeah, I mean, Brosoni's really good. I, I look forward to seeing him get better. Yeah. And I think he's a, he's a lock-in, though. There's no... Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have to work very hard to get to the final round. Oh, you don't think but so? There's, no. There's, there's other people, like uh, Hoshikechi. Yeah. I want Hoshikechi to... I mean, I assume, like, of the Japanese players, I think... Brosoni, Hoshikechi, uh, Kotetsu, um, Koji. Like, yeah. they're uh, even, like, I don't know, maybe Nachipan will turn up, Ta- uh, Tadasuke. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of players, like, that... Um, this might be their motivating factor to get into hard stuff because mm-hmm. classically Japan has not been a fan of hard stuff. Yeah, we we got like Genex Yasu. He can pl- he could play the seventeen, the new seventeen. It's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this is like I think we don't give Konami enough credit in a lot of ways. I think they know a lot more than we'd like to think that they do, and I think they see the score discrepancies and where players are good in Japan and where they're not, mm-hmm. and. You know, I think they're trying to push in a certain direction, and by throwing a bunch fourteen Japanese players in a tournament, you know, and making them work play, play seventeen pluses to get there, yeah, maybe that's the. I, I think there'd be a lot less pushback if there was at least one wild card for the regions outside of. Yeah, of... I th- it's it sucks that like, you know, it was. Um, well, I guess is it the same number technically besides the wild card? Because I guess. Asia's getting a slot, and now Korea's getting a slot. And it was the case that Asia and Korea were sep- were the same region. Mm. Um, so Fafems is going to take number one from Korea easily. And then number one from Asia, well, was number two from Asia last year, which was... Gaho. Uh, or, oh, 5 No, 5 one three. yeah. So it's possible if he's still playing. I don't even know if he's still playing. Um, but he might just take it again. Maybe that's a chance for someone else to come in in the mix. Or Dr. D. Yeah, I, it's, it's going to depend on what the, the next songs are. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of unknowns. This can still be hype. Um, I think it's a little disappointing, and I, I guess this is a good time to just like go over that question a little bit more in detail um, when we we're just referencing. So this person was sort of just this David B. who posted in the SF Evolve Discord uh, channel, and he said, his, uh, he's kind of a long post, I'll try to distill it, but basically saying it's a business decision, um, it doesn't make sense to, from, uh, for Konami to send anyone else from outside Japan. Um, it does make sense to allow more local players to add to the event, despite the, the fact that they won't win. Um, the real fun is just seeing where you stack up. You can't expect a free trip. And I don't think, uh, this is kind of going back, like, I don't think that people are necessarily upset that they're like, oh, I'm not going to get my free trip to Japan. Maybe some people are upset about that. But I think more of it is that disparity that's going to show up, like, could actually backfire. I think that's the worst case scenario for this, where you have 14 Japanese players and everyone gets to see that they can't PFC a 15 or something. I mean, that's what I felt like watching the the Korean... Oh, Our, oh, yeah, the the Korean, like the Bamani Master Korea. Yeah, which was kind of different because it was like an overall thing across a lot of music games. But like, I just like turned on the stream or whatever, and somebody was like failing like a seven, a sixteen or something. Like basically, like there's four people, and three of them didn't even like nine hundred k the song. Yeah, and it's it, I'm just like, this is like a big tournament. Like it's kind of it, cringy at a certain point. Yeah, it's just like it's not good to watch like if you're trying to exhibit like the best players like you should have more americans which is the case that a lot of people are making you know from our perspective of like if this is supposed to be the best talent you should have more americans exactly i mean i wonder though because aside from like the top 10 people who were in the qualifying list last year the people who were below that it was there were a lot of japanese people yeah and 
I don't know if it's quite the same situation like you described in the Korean Bimani Master tournament. It's definitely where, like, not the same. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's Japanese people. I, I walk into an arcade in Tokyo and you see people PFCing 15. No, yeah, right? no, I, I saw I see scores on Twitter of people getting really good scores from Japan. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is, but they're better than me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just with. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, but it is maybe also it was not a, a consistent. Yeah, like, it's a different thing to be up there with no warm up. I mean, if it's the same as last year, there's no warm ups, there's no like, testing out the machines except very early in the morning, just like once you get like a song, and so and there's pressure from being on a huge stage. Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just nervous for these Japanese players. I would love if more Japanese players get involved. Like, if this is if this is the the sacrifice that we have to make as U.S. players to get a bunch a whole country interested in the game then fine we can we can take the hit we're already interested in the game yeah, that's we why we're having this discussion right now america has the momentum already yeah so if it if it takes that to preserve yeah, and the time the, the, the more interested they are the more likely konami is to make the game better exactly <laughs> yeah, that's so it's their only hope really so if that if that's the hill we need to die on then let's do it but if it backfires by all these you know, it's like taking, getting taken to the slaughterhouse where all these players are like thinking that they're really good because they got to the final round and then they just get slaughtered. Then that, I hope that doesn't like turn off a bunch of players from being like, this, we're point? just so far behind. Like, yeah. why are we even here? Yeah. I can imagine that being like the feeling because it's such a time constrained thing. Like, you know, if you're like kind of in the middle of the pack in a typical tournament, you kind of get weeded out like in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. This is like if you're kind of middle of the pack, you might just get to the final round with mm-hmm. me and Chris and Fafems. Like, is that a good experience? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, because other than like Brosoni, like there's not really anybody else in Japan that's at that level. I don't. Know. I think Hoshikechi is probably he's getting there on he's, on hard. Or he, he has been, he's been playing hard. Stuff. He has like a good clear lamp on the 19 folder, which yeah. is more than I can say. That's so, true. but his MA is not as as stellar. Anyway, so moving on a bit, do you have any predictions for Group B? I think it's just I think it's going to be a gimmicky set. Think so? I don't know. I think it's going to be seventeen pluses. We'll see. Um, Endymion challenge, maybe? No, no, <laughs> God, no. not that hard. <laughs> um, it's the qualifier after all. But I think it's going to be something. I mean, it's going to be gimmicky songs. So I bet it's, I bet it's a seventeen to eighteens. I I would agree. And I think it's going to be. I, I'm going to make the bold prediction of Neutrino and Cozy Catastrophe oh, really? as the two because uh, those are both pretty gimmicky. Yeah, I would that's, love. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah, thinking. people people were expecting those or Come to Life. I, I'm I'm hoping for Come to Life, but Come to Life would fit more in this set exactly yeah. because it's mm-hmm. easy. But wouldn't that set? be a pop as hell set though? <laughs> I would. I'm, I'm fine playing that over and over again. That's I'm like not... that's set of the year, man. Set of the year. Forget about set of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the 17 would be, but probably something old and shitty like London Evolved C. <laughs> Great. Cool. Can't wait to grind that for 30 years. <laughs> uh, do we want to start taking some questions? Yeah, we got a lot. Uh, Dalton has a list. No, I have, I have a list of set of the week. Why don't we go? Why don't we do that, and then we'll uh, we'll look up oh, some questions. All right. Uh, so we'll start with set of the week. Yeah. Um, so the songs last week were um, Moonster, something in Japanese. Asaido no Kami Hikoki. Yes. Oh, that was mine. Yes, that yeah. was yours. Yeah. Uh, Cohen and Cohen. And, Cohen. Um, and we had a lot of people. It's a new record of uh, I think eleven people here. We had um, J Burke six. These are all Twitter handles, so you can look up these people. Uh, at jburke16, uh, at Tripping Contact with a zero as an O, 
uh, Atfraxol, Astroferris, Alexor, uh, Phenomenal Ta, uh, Jeffro Sledger, Tung Jun Yontham, sorry, uh, a 40 ounce for breakfast, which is <laughs> a very good Twitter name, uh, and not Alex Andrade and Zanzibar. Uh, so those were all the people who submitted their scores. Thank you so much for playing. Yeah, a lot of good scores. Yeah, nice job, everyone. Yeah, it was great. You know, people were saying, oh, you know, I PFC'd this, or, you know, people discovering... I mean, that's the whole point of this, people discovering songs that they might not have otherwise known. So I think it... Moonster's the sleeper hit of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. People I think were, people, most people agreed. Sleep, sleeper hit. It's a really good song. It just it feels weird in DDR, but <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's quirky enough that it, that it works. I prefer Moon, personally. Oh. Me, me too. <laughs> I like Moonster. Um, we got some questions, so, uh... Well, at, wait, wait, we got to oh. do our current set of the week. Oh, I thought, oh, okay, fine. We were talking about last week's. Okay. I uh, thought that was going to be a little, like, teaser, and then we get some questions. No, 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 let's, okay, let's, let's do it right now. Okay. okay. Hopefully people will listen till the end anyway. Okay. Uh, Roger, you want to go first? Yeah, my selection is Tribe. I don't actually remember which version it's from. X3. X3. And it's, uh, kind of like a Japanese, jazzy, kind of interesting song by Nekamata Master. And it's, a uh, it's a little late. A I'm, little, I'm, a little late. <laughs> so it's pretty late. Just before before you play it, keep that in mind so you score better. And it's got a lot of interesting rhythms. It's it's like in swing time, and there's some really quick like but but up but up kind of. Well, are you talking, you're talking about the challenge in challenge? Yeah, but the in, experts also. So the challenge came in GDR 2014. They they backfilled oh, really? a bunch of uh, challenge charts. There's like an Oni at no attack event. Mm-hmm. They added some challenge charts to old songs. And so uh, Tribe was in X3, but got a challenge chart in 2014, and it's a 13, which is pretty technical. And yeah. uh, got that got that swing uh, gallopy thing going on. Um, so my pick of the week is Illegal Function Call, uh, which is a pretty tricky 16 on Expert, but it's also a 13 on Difficult, which is it's actually a very fun fun chart on D- uh, difficult, difficult. Yeah, it's on. It's an unlock though. So it is an unlock. So yeah, make sure you but have it uh, it's a pretty old one, so I, I think hopefully most of you have it by now. I know you guys are our loyal DDR players. <laughs> um, it ha- it's got some weird BPM changes and. Um, it's very fast. So the song title is Cyber. It's very the, the background <laughs> video is Cyber. Song titles, yeah. It's That's another it, one of those songs that you're like, when is this gonna end? It's yeah, long. It's, it's like true. it's yeah. like over two minutes long. It also hurts. Is what I describe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's very cyber. It's one of those songs with a special background. I forgot about that. So why yeah. why did you pick this song? In uh, because uh, this song and Cytokinesis. I was kind of thinking about both of these songs. It seems like everybody hates these songs. But they're good, actually. <laughs> my yeah. response. Um, maybe cytokinesis might be next week's set of the week. Ooh. Just a little. Just don't, I, don't I, tease us don't, too much. I need to get. Me. I need to get back and play that. Uh huh. Yeah. People kind of. I don't. It. I never PFC'd it actually. It's no, really neither hard. did I. I have like forty perfects on it. It's really it's embarrassing. Um, that that should be the KAC qualifier. Oh, I don't God, want to confuse please, anybody. Cytokinesis is not in the set of the week. It's cytokinesis in two eighteens. Yeah, that's that would own me. I get like fewer perfects on Come to Life and Neutrino or something than I would on uh, fucking side. Oh man, so can you just, if they added a challenge chart? Yeah, that would be. So what's the third song? So Tribe, Illegal Function Call, and EDM Jumpers. EDM Jumpers, which may be well, I guess with Illegal Function Calls, like we don't pick Ace songs very much. That's true. Yeah, two Ace songs. Someone, someone pointed out that like. Every every set of the week could have been done on older machines. It's true. Like on 2014 machine. Well, we yeah. want to dig through the crates, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think EDM Jumpers is a song with quite a few gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
for some reason, I think people sleep on it. I think it's a great... Yeah, it's really good. It's a really, really good chart, a really good song. Um, there's one slowdown that always trips people up. Yeah, I remember oh. you and I arguing about it one time, because... Was I saying it's good, actually? No, uh, no, we're, I was saying, like, it's actually... And then you said, no, 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 it's... That's like 90% of DDR conversations, by the way. It can be summed up in what just happened. I just step, and then I wait way too long for the next That's That's the key, yeah. So it has one part where it's... it's Actually, it's the second time it slows down, I think. No, it slows down a million times before that. Okay, so maybe... It's the last time it slows down. It's the really tricky one. And so just hit that note way later than you think it is. Or you can just listen to the song a million times, and then follow the lyrics exactly and that's um it happens on the lyrics so yeah if you know the song really well you'll play the, the so to recap well. the songs are tribe illegal function call and edm jumpers yes yeah. and edm jumpers is in japanese it's uh e d oh it's a jumpers it's the one that goes okay we're gonna have the graphic as usual yeah you guys know you guys okay it's a great song so yes play that tweet at us send us your scores which, hashtag tap set of the week. Hashtag tap set of the week, which will now have your name in the picture. Oh, yes, yeah. Which, which is great. great. Yeah. Um, moving on to questions. Um, Zanzibar had actually asked this a couple uh, couple times, but it's especially relevant now. Is there any pressure to keep the DDR title in America? Uh, what would keeping it here say to Konami? Big ol' F you. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's really hard, like... I don't know. That question is hard to answer because it's like pressure from like that seems like it needs to be directed at Chris. Like, does he feel a need to like hold on to the title again? Um, I think if anyone else that's new takes it, it would be interesting and cool. Mm -hmm. I don't I think. But if another American does win, then I think, you know, that's really saying something about I think even more so than if Chris won again, if a different American went one, it would be like. Kami's like, okay, these guys are, like, way, way better than everyone in our country. And maybe that's, like we said, like, is it the case that Chris winning had something to do with the fact that, like, Japanese players are now being invited by the dozens to, you know, enter KAC? Like, is it that this disparity is causing Konami to take a look and be like, we need to get the competitive scene in Japan the same way it is in, in other countries? Um, I maybe. hope so. Maybe. So, like, it, I mean, it depends on, we kind of have been touching on this, but it's a good or bad thing depending on how you look at it. Like, it could be a good thing if a whole country gets excited, um, but it can also be, like, the thing that is motivating is also the thing that's demotivating for others. And mm -hmm. there's a very fine line that you cross sometimes between, like, encouragement and, well, there's no reason for me to even try. Yeah. You know, you need to be able to see in the, like, see where you could be, but realize that you could get there. Not see where someone else is and be like, I could never get there. Is that how you feel with speedrunning right now? Uh, kind of. Like, there are uh, there are a lot of parallels. I would love to... I mean, if you ever want to talk about speedrunning, I'm speedrunning Mario Odyssey right now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a great experience. And, and if anybody's been following you on Twitter, they're well aware. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But, but you've never done speedrunning before, aside from DDR. <laughs> but, we won't talk about that. Yeah, but I mean, so how, how is it like looking at the people who have been doing it for 10 years? Like, do you feel like you can catch up to them? Well, the thing is with speedrunning that's really interesting is like, I'm speedrunning Odyssey, which is a brand new game. Do you, and but do you, I'm already way behind. Like, people already have scores that 
are like, like it would be one thing if they've been playing the game for years and it's like, oh, that's why they're so good. But they literally, like in the first week, had a time that's better than things that I've been able to do and practice on in three or four weeks. It's kind of interesting. Trying not to let that demotivate me. <laughs> trying to still stay sane when I'm playing. But like, they're like four minutes better than, like five minutes better than me. I'm like, how is this even possible? <laughs> do you think you're going to be able to take any of that back to DDR? I don't know. Uh, I'm already kind of at the top with DDR, and I've been playing for so long. That's so true. It's it's hard for me There's to be still like some some 19s work to do. Yeah, there there is. But I think the it's a the, nice way of putting that, Roger. The the playing field is so like everyone's bad at 19s. Well, yeah. It's like it's so much speedrunning is so much different. But it, uh, there are parallels, but it's still way different. Um, being a very good DDR player versus someone who's like trying to break into a brand new community and a brand yeah. new game. I feel like with speedrunning too, it's like. Um, at least for normal people, uh, speedrunning, you're, you're kind of competing with everybody online, and you're not really competing with anybody locally, but with DDR has the special case of wanting to be the best at your local arcade, which is much more attainable, I think, than trying to be the best on the internet. Yeah. Some people like the, do the like regional things. Like, I know people yeah. in Odyssey, basically the best players are either Finnish or Japanese. Oh, And yeah. so, you know, like, uh, it's really funny that, um, like, people are like, you know, Finland top two always is just like... Our Finnish overlords, like people, just like talking, like that's the joke for them. But it's almost the same thing, like the national pride, mm-hmm. but coming from a different, or like like the pride of like locality, but on a different scale. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And on that note too, I think with the going back to the question that was asked, uh, I think it, it'll be it's going to be really interesting uh, next year when supposedly Australia and Europe start getting DDR Ace too, because um, hopefully they'll see America as like a beam of hope for. <laughs> You know, becoming like being the best and and taking on the Japanese. So you never know. We might have like the best person in the world might be Australian. Awesome. You never know. Uh, so next question. Um, touched on this a few times, but kind of an interesting perspective. Um, Alex Andrade asks, uh, "What's the single or best single piece of advice you have for improving MA? Uh, and specifically, is it generally better to hone it far below your regular play level?" <laughs> Jeff is uh, basking. Uh, well, okay, so I, I I did say this a couple of times ago. Like my my single advice is play everything, which is I made sure to say that three times last episode of the episode before, so I wouldn't have to say it again. But here I am saying it again. Um, but specifically, I think the the more interesting thing, like you should play every song, just do that. The more interesting thing is the second part, which is the age old question of like, should you be practicing MA on easier difficulty songs than what you can do? Um, the answer is maybe? I'd say no. I think you and I have both found this. Pointing that, to Roger. Pointing to Roger, yeah. Me and Roger have both found that in trying to improve MA, going back and playing like 10s and stuff is actually not helping. Well, I don't know. I I think it's it really depends on what you mean by like the songs that you can do. Like, are you saying... like? If you consider being able to do a song, passing the song, and still getting a bunch of misses and non-combos and stuff, like, you probably don't want to, like, you you can't even think about accuracy as much playing a song like that versus a song where you know you're going to combo it. Like, it's way easier to think about timing when you know you're going to be able to do the whole thing and you can devote brain power to actually thinking about timing. Um, I... Right now, I'm finding that I'm not getting a whole lot of out of playing easier songs, um, but that's just because like I'm already pretty good at them, so I don't I don't know. I was like, 
it it does depend on where you're at and stuff, but like I've never con if it makes anyone I don't know if this makes anyone feel better or if it like changes people's perspective, but I've never focused I've never been like, oh, I should focus on lower songs to improve my timing. I just in playing everything like you play hard stuff and then you play easy stuff. Mm-hmm. You play a ten footer and then you play a fifteen footer. Just doing that gives you that mix that you need. Like I think if you just try, like if you're so focused, like I, I can only play tens to improve my MA, then like you're like sort of setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to learn how to MA hard stuff. Yeah. And if you only play hard stuff, you're not going to really get into that like zone where you're MAing everything and every step has to be perfect, or else or marvelous. Or else, like, you get a worse score. Like, you need to do it all? Yeah, like, you need I, to examine what you're doing most of the time when you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. if your attitude when you're playing most of the time is... Okay, I'm going to focus on MA. I'm going to focus on MA, which is, like, when I'm playing, I'm like, get as much Marvelous as possible all the time on every single song <laughs> I'm playing. And that's what you should honestly be doing. Yeah, because it's easy to fall into that trap of like, okay, I'm going to play for fun, I'm going to play the songs that I like, and then, oh, on the third song, I'm going to pick a 10 and really focus on MA. It's like, you should always focus on MA. Yeah, I'm, I mean, having focus is, is good. It's just, like, I think the, like, the more you worry about it, in a sense, like it's just something that comes with practice, and it's true. It's, but it's deliberate practice that will that will get you there. That's right. And so... Like, your MA, you should get better at MA over time without thinking about necessarily getting better at MA. It's kind of like a weird Catch-22 thing. Like, the more you think about it, the, in my opinion, the worse it can get because you're focusing so much on one specific thing and not getting holistically good. Yeah. And that's just a trap, in my opinion. But it's very, very complex. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to elaborate offline if anyone's confused. <laughs> Um, There was kind of a uh, discussion of this in the DDR players group, um, but Jess asks, uh, what's the best way to deal with rude spectators during a DDR session? Like people recording without permission, Jeff's favorite. My favorite. uh, Being rude with words, other annoying stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's not really much you can do about that. I think uh, the best thing is uh, practice your Zen meditation (laughs) and uh, learn to block out external... Now, what if you're meditating and the arcade security guard comes by and tells you that you can't, that you can't <laughs> it meditate? Just, there. It was the mall security guard, actually. Yeah, sorry, the mall, right, Roger? Yeah, the, the mall, mall security guards came up to me while I was meditating outside of round one. They're just like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm, I'm meditating. Probably the first time that's ever happened at that mall. Um, but I, I would say, to add a special caveat here, like, Jess is a girl, and I think mm-hmm. for dudes, it's... You know, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, just, like, just ignore everything. It doesn't really matter. But with girls, like, you know, maybe some of these people who are recording them are, like, actually being creepy or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, if people are being creepy, tell the security guards or something. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, that's their job. Yeah. Um, but I think that aside from that, it really just is about trying to block out the distractions. And maybe some people are just watching because they think it's cool. And next year, when you're on the stage at KAC, there's going to be a ton of distractions. That's not. That's, it, it's not distractions. It's people being, yeah, people being rude specifically. Yeah, like is, think, is the but question. it's kind of the same thing, really. No, it, no, it, it, it can pe- be. The the problem there's there's two different things at play here. There's dealing with people with well, things that you don't that are distracting you from the game, which can be loud noises next to you. Hockey it could, fucks. It could be hockey, hockey fucks. <laughs> um, it could be someone like on the pad shadowing you and trying to taunt you. Mm-hmm. They're they're slightly different though because 
there's a way that you can, like, the there's a certain line people are crossing when they're doing something that's clearly wrong. Yeah, well, like, it, it's intentional versus unintentional. Like, yes. if people are playing a yeah. game next to you and they're, like, cheering, like, you can't tell them, like, hey, stop having fun. Yeah. Like, that's annoying and distracting. But, like, if somebody is, like, up on the pad, like, mocking you, like, that's something yeah. that, yeah. that, that is intentionally messing with you. That's a good point. And that is the point where you can say, hey, can you not do that? I think the the best thing, kill them with kindness. Yeah. You know, you get done with your song. You don't let the taunting get to you. When you're done, you turn to them and say, hey, just, you know, like, I'm trying to, you know, focus really hard right now. Is it okay if you can do that behind me? Or do you mind not doing that right now? Like, really appreciate it. Like, sorry, I just, like, I really love this game and I'm taking it really seriously. Um, I know, you know, that's nerdy or whatever. But, like, I'm just, you know, I'm trying my best here. And, you know, if the the... They want to rise out of you. They want you to get oh so mad so they can laugh at you later. If the, suddenly you ask them for a very pol- like very politely to just be like, hey, do you mind not doing that? Mm-hmm. They might be like, oh, this isn't uh, worth it. Or well, they, 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 or they're like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. like they get so confused because they never expected you to react in a positive way. Yeah. Well, and then there's just drunk idiots who yeah, but don't don't respond to anything. Typically, you know, uh, even drunk idiots are like, okay, and they, you know they're like they'll. They may get in your face, and they may... Then those people are going to get... I, the, I know. Slower. I know. Dalton. I had a... You also... You have a... We've no, all no, no. I, like, I had a very bad experience at Dave & Buster's once where a, a guy got up on the pad, and, like, I was playing a song, and I politely... At, I was like, hey, can you get off? Hey. And, like, I'm in the middle of the song, like, trying to... I'm like, hey. And he just keeps, like, talking to me and, like, being an idiot mm-hmm. and stuff generally. And, like... I got very angry. Like, I I literally yelled at him. Right. And, and like... How did that work out for you? Not gr- great, <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, politeness doesn't always work. It doesn't, but it's well, a great start. Yeah, you no, should no, and that's to, what I'm saying is, like... Definitely try to keep your cool. There's like, going to be... Stay cool. There's going to yeah. be idiots. There, like, there, and, that and is the that golden point, rule. At that point, case. go golden get... Rule. Like, I went and got security, and I was like, hey, these guys are being drunk assholes, and they went and, you know, chased them off. Like... Sometimes you got to do that. I don't know. I Last I have very little tolerance for that kind of thing. But yes, initially try to be patient and calm and and polite. Yeah. Um. I've seen the the kindness thing work very well most of the time. So do that the first first time. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? Um. Oh, here's kind of a fun one. I don't know if anybody actually will have an answer off the top of your head, but uh, do you have any particular sets of like fun sets of songs that you like to play together, like all soda songs, gym like, songs, or, oh, gym or, songs, or like uh, and a set of all like extra stage songs, or like you know the extra extra exclusive sort of thematic sets. I I pick June sets. I've done that mm, before. Me too. Um. Other than that, I I don't think I've like thought about my song picks are very like I'm a very competitive person so I'm really just like what what do I want to work on what's like going to maximize my happiness by getting me a cool score that I like yeah. and not so much like oh well I just played a, a, a song that had a fire in the title so <laughs> let me try another song that has fire although sometimes title. that happens inadvertently like just being reminded of things you yeah, play fire like, oh, fire yeah. and maybe maybe you think of hot right, stuff and rising, heat. Right, yeah. rising <laughs> firehawk exactly. rising firehawk yeah, yeah. Uh, actually the funny, the funny thing is the first thing that came to mind was pump it up I'll often play uh, Banya sets because, like, the Banya songs are pretty good. And they're classics, too. They're OBGs, <laughs> if you will. Um, for DDR, though, I don't know. I've, I've done, like, classical songs like V and uh, uh, A, I guess, if you consider that a classical song. 
Those are both letters, also. <laughs> they're all, it's all the songs that have letters. letters in them. And double A. Oh, yeah, A, double uh, All the songs that have letters in them. Yeah, what's what's a song? What's another uh, you song? You mean is? all of them? That's the joke. Okay, A, V. Is there another song that just has one letter? Uh, no. Oh, I mean, if you if you think of... Double A doesn't count. Nine being like a Roman oh, numeral, yeah. sort of... I, X. That yes, counts. That counts. It's, okay, if so anything counts, that counts. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's everything counts. V, A... Is A even on Ace anymore? Yes. It is? Yeah, yeah it is. Extreme well, I just haven't played that in a long time. You haven't heard, you haven't been around enough people at Dave and Buster's Daily City to <laughs> yeah. hear A being Here's played all the time. A That's and Dyke and Kai. And... <laughs> oh, maybe like a classic set, you know, like something from the Extreme folder. Yeah, just go go to the arcade, play A, Dyke and Kai, and uh, I don't know, like what what's something else this? people do? V. V, um, yeah. Well, V wasn't very popular. Really? V was like a... Yeah, it was one of those songs people played at our arcade. Yeah, all the time. That's it's a staple. It's a staple. I feel like staple song. Probably more so than A, I would say. Anyway, we're all out of questions. We got What's more, that? but we're we're running out of time. We're running out of yeah. time. Yeah, we've been going. We had a lot to say about KAC. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and thank, thank you, you for, for playing. playing.